Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly sitting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who hasn't watched the Orioles lately because he's been too busy watching tape of the Ravens preseason games, the button lover, Josh Soroka. I think you used that excuse last, last week. No, I haven't used that one. I haven't used that one since, since maybe week one of the preseason. Well, it's not, you know, you know how little Ravens I've watched. Yeah, I, I have not seen one snap of Lamar Jackson. I mean, I guess well, I don't think preseason has. you might have not seen any snaps of Lamar Jackson either. But I haven't seen one snap of Ravens football this year. All right. Well, you sound like you're very ill prepared for your fantasy football draft. So easy pickings for me. So I love right, it because I put all my attention into that uh, 10U draft for Little League. You see, yeah, you're too distracted by other drafts. That's where that's where that's exactly where my attention has been is Little League as well as the Orioles. I mean, it's hard not to watch the Orioles. They're playing so well. It's like yeah. and the games are fast. There's no reason not to watch every game. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I'm in the habit now and we'll get into it. But I turn the game off in the eighth inning now. Um, Josh, but I want to get first off, get get into uh, you had your before I get all depressed and explain why I turned the game off in the eighth inning. Um, you had your your draft. You've met your players. How are you feeling about your your draft and your team? Oh, my team. I'm feeling good this year. Last Is year, it a I lot of returning in, players. Last year, I went in un, unprepared, unexpected. The draft was weird. Everything was weird. This year, I went into the draft. I had some notes of guys I wanted. I knew who I was going to take. Uh, I had a much better uh, list of guys I went stuck with the same policy of fun and fundamentals. That's right. what I focus on fun you and put fundamentals. The fun and fundamentals. Exactly. So sticking with all that, I have one. Two, I have four returning players. Okay, that's a good. And one. I've got a friend of a friend, and then I've got a friend of uh, Owens, and then I've got some kids that I handpicked because I saw them last year. Okay. And then I've got some other random kids and I'm feeling so much better about the team. We're two practices in and they're hitting the ball way better than they did at nine U. So I'm feeling real good about this team. All right. I mean, presumably other kids will be hitting the ball better as well, but no, I, I appreciate your, your optimism. No, we're going to get a win this year. Hope springs eternal in fall ball. Now, Matt, I got a text from you today. <laughs> That I, yeah, I wasn't happy laugh. to send this text. I could not help but laugh. And um, and then I told Kelly, and she laughed as well. Yeah. So um, I think it's a, now it's a great time, as I'm telling you about my 10U baseball and how excited I am. Um, before I complain about my softball coach screwing me, I believe you have an announcement to make. Well, listen, um, I don't really like kids that much. Um, I'm, I'm okay with my own kids. I I prefer high schoolers, college age. I like the, I like the older older kids. Now my son is six. He too is about to start fall ball, 
And I got a call on um, Saturday afternoon. Um, like all my calls, I don't answer. I don't, I don't recognize the number. It's a Tennessee number. I let it go to voicemail. I listen to the voicemail. It's uh, the assistant commissioner of the league saying they're desperate for coaches. Uh, How do you get your number? Well, he was just going right down the roster. And he saw Silas had signed up. So he's just going right down the roster. But did he know you? Have you talked to this guy before? No, this is this is actually not the same league we played in for the spring. I joined a different league. Okay. Um, so this is just a random cold call. He doesn't know that you know baseball. No, he has no idea. He doesn't know anything about me. He just saw that Silas signed up. He doesn't know my background with baseball or with teaching or with coaching for that matter. I mean, I've coached basketball for for several years. All right. So he's looking for a body. Yeah. And so my response, you know, my response, this is my go-to. Pretend like this call never happened. I ignore it. Yep. I don't call back. I let it lie. Um, today, Monday morning, I, I've given it two days now. And what I figured the guy did is he's, he's gone down the entire roster calling all the parents. So I figure I've given them two days to call the rest of the parents. Yeah. So someone someone has said yes. Surely someone else has stepped up. Okay. So I give him a call on Monday morning. I call him back. And I say, listen, did you find somebody? He said, no, we're still two coaches short. And I said, crap. <sighs> you made a mistake. You called him first thing Monday morning. Yeah. You think other people are waiting to call? You think I should have yeah. up in the evening? You're, you're playing the same game everyone's playing. Yeah. I mean, I knew at some point, I knew this was inevitable. Like, I can't, um, I like to teach. I like to coach. I just don't like them that young. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. At some point, I would be pulled into the coaching ranks. I can't do the assistant thing. All right. I don't work well with other adults. Um, so I knew this would happen at some point. I just wasn't, What I wasn't, I was hoping it would be like in two, three, or five, or ten years. Not this year. All not right. six under T-ball. So, so you said yes. So so I said yes. But yeah. what do you do? What do you do? You're, they're desperate for a coach. I love baseball. I'm a teacher. Like I have. Like I can. I've coached basketball before. I know oh, I get baseball it. well. Like like it felt. I like I had no choice, and they're desperate for coaches. I, Who am I if I say no? I felt the same way going into nine you, where it was like, it's how could I say no? Um, my only question for you is, is six U still baseball? Well, I don't even know. Like, I feel like there's, here's, here's what I was thinking about the other day. The, for me, every practice game begins with what? It begins with two people standing apart from one another and tossing a baseball back and forth. Right. I feel like when they can do that, baseball begins. Six U, they're not throwing the ball back and forth. No, I had I had nine U struggling to do that. I mean, Silas, I, I can only we can only do it if he throws to one exact spot, and if I hit that exact spot, I'll catch it. But anywhere else, he's not catching right. it, and certainly he can't throw it in a specific spot like that. So, so on the one hand, I, I don't know if it's 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 baseball. I hope it's a better experience than spring, but I don't know why it would all, be. Where all I can think of is the video you sent me of the balls hit. And the entire team runs to the outfield to get it. 12 kids chasing a single ball, leaving yeah. all positions, yeah. leaving all bases. Even if someone catches, catches the ball, there's no one else to throw to. I, They're all in the outfield together, dogpiling to get the baseball. That That's what I signed up to coach. Right. Last and year, I'm not going to handle that well, Josh. I'm not going to handle that well. I'm not, And you're going to be over the front. I'm going to be yelling. I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be... Yeah. 
the other thing is I can never remember any of these kids' names. They all look alike to me when they put their hat on. Um, so that's another problem. So unprepared going into 90 baseball. Yeah. And it was the same thing. I didn't know any, I didn't know any of the kids. I had, I'll give you my tips. Keep, um, what's those little tiny notebooks? Like the, like the, um, like the reporter notebooks, you know, there's yeah, I have several notebooks. for teaching. Yeah. That yeah. I, keep. I, I do use them as well for work as well. Uh, keep one in your pocket and do, here's what I do. Uh, this is what I did last year. Write down the entire roster in there. Write down all your players' names. Yeah. Then when you go up and say hi to the kid, you then in your little notebook, write down red shirt, mm. green pants, mm. uh, four eyes. You write down something about the kid. Right. And then tell them you, cannot, you have to wear that same outfit to everybody. No, 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 no. You have to do this. You have to do this for the first few first couple practices over and over again where you yeah. write down something and what you do is then you can look at your notebook with no one paying attention when people aren't paying attention to you you take it to glance at your notebook and then you say johnny come on over here yeah it's the only way to do it yeah i mean i'm used to having to learn names as a teacher and you get new kids every but like also i make no effort to learn names so like i'm teaching kids this semester i've had them for a couple of weeks i don't know their names yet and mm-hmm. I don't care. Eventually, by the semester, I'll probably get them. But I don't make any effort with this because you only see them sporadically. You're going to have to. You actually have to make an effort right. or just start, you know, calling, hurry up and get their jersey and start calling. Uh, them exactly. That's, and I don't that's mind doing that either. That's the problem. They don't give you the jerseys until the very, until like right before the games. So yeah. it's not like I can go there and call them by their number or the name on the back of their jersey. So yeah. it takes a while. But uh, I'll tell you then what I did is this year I drafted four returning players. So that yeah, gives me a leg up immediately. Yeah. And this is, like I said, this is a whole brand new league. So there, I assume I'm the only parent who kind of switched leagues. I kind of liked this league seems a little bit more put together than the other league. So, um, well, I'll tell you, I, like we'll I said, I felt unprepared first year now going into the fall. Like I feel like a coach. I know how to manage the parents. I know how to manage the kids. So if, for me, it's going a lot smoother and I cannot wait to hear about the six U. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, it's going to be an interesting experience for me. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, 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 we we shall see. Because some of the antics that was happening in spring, um, I'm not going to stand for, for my team. Right. With that said, they're six-year-olds, so I don't know if I have much say in it. <laughs> I know. That's the problem is they're six-year-olds, and you'd like to think they're all obsessed with baseball like Silas is. But it's just but not we true. No, it's not that way. Yeah. Yeah, there are all kinds of reasons for them being there. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll come with I'll come with 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 stories and we'll, we shall see how this thing goes. But um, I still got pre coaches meetings and stuff that I don't know. Our, our league doesn't start till mid September, so I still got a few weeks. Okay, I just found out that my softball league starts next week. Oh wow, you I do fall out. softball league too? Yeah, I found out. Because someone on the team sent a text message saying, hey, when does the league start? And the coach responded with, oh, I forgot to tell you all. I'm not doing it this year. I didn't sign us up. Oh, It starts next week and you guys don't have a team. You're all screwed. Oh, So now I have no softball team for the fall. Oh, you, you and your whole football. squad. The whole team's out. Yeah. And there's like a whole, there's like eight people that want to play. And because the coach decided he didn't want to play, he didn't tell anyone else or pass the team on to someone. He just let it dissolve and thought no one would notice. Mm. Well, so, you got a lot going on anyway between 
I know. Coaching I'll, and I'll figure it work out. And and new house. And I'm going to reach out to the commissioner and, and take control of it myself and, and put together my own team for the spring. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been crazy. I got a new house and little league. There's plenty going on that I'll be fine without softball. Um, not but to mention I, Orioles playoff baseball. Yeah. But I, I, but I just love softball. So it's going to be a disappointing. I know I'm on the phone tree for a few teams for when they need players. So I'm sure I'll still get games in occasionally. And you're right. It's probably best for me with the new house, the Orioles playoff baseball, little league and, uh, and everything else going on. Yeah. I'm just saying it's yeah. a blessing. You should thank, you should write that coach a thank you note. That's what I would do uh, you. Write I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to take it that far. Okay. But yeah, good. You're, you're very good. Good point. So I finally got my office put together in the new house. It was last week we spoke and I had put the desk together just enough so that we could podcast. But now I got the bobbleheads back up on the walls. I got a TV in the office. It's all coming together. So the rest of the house, Kelly's taking care of, and that's coming fine. But my office is what's important, and that's all taken care of. Absolutely. I mean, that's the background I got to stare at once a week, every week. Oh, yeah. So I got some bobbleheads. I can mix them up for you each oh, week. I'm looking for the Felix Batista bobblehead. Not seeing, oh. not seeing the mountain back there. It's 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 in the mail. It's in okay. the mail. The zany one is taking care of me, but the zany one is being the zany one. As in, he picked me up a bobblehead and texted me and said, I got you a bobblehead. Then the next text was, either reimburse me for shipping or you'll see it when I see you. Oh, that's classic. That's classic Zany one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, so I sent him 22 either. bucks shipping today. Yeah. Um, still, I mean, good so, on him for hooking you up. Yeah, yeah no, no. That's a lot I, cheaper than you get on eBay. Yeah, no. So Zany one's hooking me up with the Felix Batista and the Ryan Mountcastle bobblehead from earlier this year and sending them my way. Nice. So very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. I saw, I think it was Bird's Eye View tweeted that they got there at like 620 and they were all out of bobbleheads. I mean, that it was a sellout for a yeah. Rockies game. So it's exciting to see people excited again for baseball yeah that whole weekend it was great crowds all weekend well and it's been almost every weekend i know they've had giveaways every weekend but it's still it's been really good crowds yeah Uh, no there's there's no complaining about attendance you can't can't complain about attendance anymore right so but yeah so is anyone sending me those bobbleheads i still need the adley rutschman captain america and the uh eddie murray bobbleheads so if someone can hook me up you know how to get a hold of me. All right. I'm thinking this weekend I'm, I'm debating um, on Saturday of driving three hours to Columbia, South Carolina to see the Columbia Fireflies play the Delmarva Shorebirds. I just really want to see this Enrique Bradford, Enrique Br- 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 Bradford oh, guy in person. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Seen him? I mean, it'd be interesting. I didn't even realize he was with the Shorebirds already. Yeah, he's, he's, like 50, he's some silly like fifteen for fifteen on stolen bases. He's just running around everywhere. Um, so I kind of want to see him play. So I'll I'll see if I can. I gotta take the kids. Yeah, so, three hour drives, uh, quite the drive to take the kids. Yeah, and your kids travel well though. They do, and we would also do it. Um, you know, I don't know if your kids ever watched Blippy, but Blippy has this episode that takes place in Columbia, South Carolina at a place called Adventure. 
And they're obsessed oh. with this place called Adventure. So it'd be we go to this place called Adventure. <laughs> you go to Adventure. Yeah. And then after there's huge Eddie. Eddie Eddie is the big thing. You walk in there and Eddie is like 50 feet tall and you can walk okay. all in his insides. And then after that, we go to the the fireflies. That's just a long day. Right. So, but um, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about all it. All right. I, I, I like the idea of making it a kid's trip. Giving them yeah. something. Oh, and while, while we're there, we might as well check out a baseball game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Baseball game just happens to be happening. You know what I'm doing this week? What's that? I don't know. I don't know if this happens up in Macon yet or yeah. if it's only down here south. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at a map to see where you are. I think it's coming up your way. But are people up in your way preparing for Hurricane Aisha or whatever it is? Oh, no, no. I've heard. I No, I'm, I'm aware of it um, being a Florida but, thing. Uh, but, but people are not panicking because it's coming up and it's supposed to go up to Georgia also. So no one's uh no one's worried about you right now. No, I mean I mean I spent today hanging out with a bunch of toddlers. So if people were worried that the toddlers weren't worried, so I, I don't get out much anymore. But 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 no, right. there has tropical been storm little Adel- talk of it. Tropical storm Adelia. Okay. All right. It looks like it is now moving a little southeast, so Georgia will be okay. It looks like. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want you to bring your tropical storm hurricane nonsense of Florida they, up into Georgia. I went to Co- I went to Costco today to get water. I drove away because the entire Costco parking lot was full of people. Can I? We make fun of people. It's, it's worse than Maryland snowstorms. No, no, no. It's the same crap. And I asked, tried to ask my wife this because she had me go out to buy water in Maryland. What ha- what does everyone go buy when it snows? Toilet what? paper and bread and milk. Oh, and milk. Yeah, toilet paper, yeah. bread, and milk. Can you explain to me why you those are what you need? Um, I, I mean, we, we're not milk drinkers here um, really right. that, that much, so I, I don't know why, but those are the staples. That's right. the That's American staples. Staple right there. Yeah. Down yeah. here, it's flashlights and water and candles. Candles See, that makes more sense than, than milk and bread. And it's because if the, all the rivers and stuff overflow, like the water system can get contaminated. Something. Yeah. So it makes a little bit of sense. But it's just it's funny to see people panic. Oh, and fill up your car with gas. Oh, yeah, that That's makes sense. Thing. Yeah, the, so. the, the toilet paper thing was always the most bizarre because I feel like, you know, you can buy also like those survival packs. Yeah. Those survival packs living for, you know, two months, if, you know, apocalypse happens. They never include to- toilet paper because you can live without toilet paper. Right. <laughs> like no one's gonna, you're not gonna die if you can't wipe your butt perfectly every time. Um, right. So just, it makes, it, when you're looking about like survival, what do I need to survive? The fact that toilet paper is high on that list, I yeah. never really understood. Yeah, so I did not go out and buy the generator. I did grab a couple bottles of water at the grocery store. You don't have a generator in Florida? I do not have a generator. Oh, wow. You're probably one of the few who don't, right? I assume a lot of people have. I had had a generator, but that the ex-wife kept. So now I need a new generator. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at the price of generators this week and decided I'm going to just roll with it this week. Yeah. You probably watched the Republican debate, saw that boy Vivek say, Climate change is not real. Instead, I don't climate need a. I don't need a, we all know I don't need a generator. Climate change moves, or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, oh man, I'm so happy. I know I know it's like kind of heinous since it's train wreck, but I'm just so happy those debates are back. I just get so much entertainment from them. <laughs> it's not it even fun funny. Watching people yell. Um, yeah. And then even watching people yell at the people who are like watching people yell about watching the people who are yelling. I, uh, I just love it all. And then and then and then whoever you're a fan of, you're then watching those people on TV trying to convince how they won the debate. Right, right. Yeah, it was just everyone on that. Every, and everybody wants to. I know everybody wants to pick a winner. There has to be a winner. Right. There has yeah, to be a loser yeah. every time. Right. Exactly. You can't, you can't have a debate without someone winning well, and losing. I feel like we can always pick a loser, especially when there's this many people on stage. Yeah, it's a lot. There's of always a loser. Yeah. Loser's easy. Winner yeah. is, I don't know, uh, I don't America know. wins. Yeah, we need because we don't have. There's no war. There's no like fan graphs needs to go on there and break down all all the data and statistics and you know and come out with a mvp a, a war leader okay is that your transition to grayson uh gunner henderson rookie of the year numbers oh great grayson uh i mean gunner henderson it's done it's a done deal he won the rookie it's gotta of the year. be a done deal right he's gotta he, be rookie yeah. of the year. he locked it up yeah it's done it's, it's, it's done right Unless now we the only thing is for debate him is is he gonna win the mbo and he probably won the mbo as well he's uh, got it, yeah yeah. Well, so Batista, Batista made a good run for MVO. Yeah, but now he's out of the running. Well, uh, it's just 15 day DL, right? At this point, did I miss something? Josh, is it, oh how long? Oh my gosh, out? Josh, I didn't. Josh. I missed it. No, no, he's just on the 15 day IL. But okay, Josh, you think Felix Batista is coming back in 15 days? I think Felix Batista is coming back in then three weeks. Oh, Josh. Oh, Josh, are you sitting down? I know sometimes you stand up into this podcast. Are you sitting down right now? Because these UCLs, can I tell you how this usually ends? I, I know. Because what Mike Elias said in the press conference is you can Google it. And I Googled it. I used a Google machine. And do you know how this usually ends? Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy John would mean none of next year. Done Tommy for this John year, done for next year. See him yeah. in 2025. Right. Yeah, but he's talking about three weeks. Bless yeah. your heart. Bless your bless your orange colored. No, no, no. Heart. This is not. This is some degree. This is just some degree. Right. We don't know what degree it is. All right. This is some degree. This is not Joey Otani. This is just some degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we don't know what degree it is. And best case scenario, in he's summer back. World, he's back for the playoffs. Yeah, that's all I want. Yeah. I want him back. End of September. Josh, how Get a I saw I, under his belt, roll into the playoffs. I saw, you know, let's get into it. I saw Drew Forrester. I okay. like Drew. I, like I think Drew. he tweets out insane things, but I like Drew. But he tweeted out. <laughs> yeah, it's part of his charm. I know he, he's he's a uh, he's a little instigator. Um, and and he he tweeted out that the Orioles, with the Batista injury, they no longer have a shot at the World Series. Like that, like that, that, that was it. Um, Josh, how do you feel? Like Batista is one of the best closures in baseball. Yes. We play a lot of close games. We rely heavily on our bullpen. How bad? If Batista does not come back, how bad is it that Batista is no longer on this team in the playoffs? Uh, it's. Where am I getting ahead of myself? Is it bad that he's not even the regular season? I mean, because we are still um, playing for a, a pennant race here. I'm okay. He pitches one inning, 
three, four times a week. Yes, going into playoffs, there's a chance you would want him in every single one of those games. Oh, it's huge in the playoffs, right? The bullpens right. take over in the playoffs. So starters go have, four or five innings, the bullpens take over. I'll I'll keep my orange color glasses on yeah. and I'll say with John Means and DL Hall coming back, and with the way Grayson Rodriguez has been pitching, I feel okay still about this. Because we have not had Hall and Means all season. Hall has been looking really good coming in. Cano. Hall's in right now. Hall's going to give him a home run just because you said that. He's pitching right now. And I, I almost that. guarantee I, he's going to give him a home I run. I see that. <laughs> I see that. He got out of the inning. Anything, right. No problem. Um, I saw that and was thinking the same thing I was just talking. Hall's been looking good. Cano, get, Cano getting that save the other day really felt good. Be like, hey, we can take care of this. I feel good about I like Cano. I feel oh, good about Cano. I, I know Cano gives up the long ball. Nobody's talking about one of our better pitchers who's still in in the arm lab or whatever, the Bowie arm lab. Tyler uh, Wells. Tyler Wells. Yeah. You bring him in, even if he if he him and John Means are both not both of them are not going into the starting rotation. One of them I, is coming into that back end of the bullpen. Yeah, I think John Means is going to rotation. And I think Means goes in the rotation. I think Wells comes into that back end. And yes, Wells has a tendency to give up the long ball, but in limited, smaller windows where you want him to get three outs and get out of there, I feel pretty good. Yeah. So I feel it's impossible to say I feel great about the Orioles without Batista, but I feel fine. I'm not worried. I'm not going to, it's not, oh, the season's over. Yeah. I think it's bad. I, if you were to do percentages, I don't know, like what percentage chance do the Orioles have to win the World Series right now? Um, 30. You think 30? I mean, I think th- I think to get to the World Series, I'm feeling pretty good. I, yeah. I mean, um, there's no one in the AL who scares me. No. I thought maybe Texas might be scary, and then they went and no. lost nine I mean, in a row yeah, or something. No, the Braves, <laughs> Braves scare me. Braves and Dodgers. I, I, think the, right. I think the Braves first and then the Dodgers. I think that yeah. there are – like roster wise, better than the Orioles. They yes. scare me, but I feel good about getting the World Series. I don't feel good like eighty percent chance. I feel good getting the world, getting to the World Series. Like I don't know, forty percent chance. Winning the World Series, I felt like maybe twenty percent. No, not not even ten percent. I think we're yeah. a year too early. I think we're young. I agree. Um, and I, I think pre Batista injury, I was like ten percent. Now it's down to maybe like five percent. Um. It's still possible. It just feels like in the playoff games, it becomes bullpen games every time. And they're always kind of these one run games. And, you know, Fuji's going to go in there and give a home run, or Kano's going to give up a few singles. Right. Because he doesn't strike out enough guys. And it just, it hurts to lose your your, your best pitcher. With that said, I, I feel like we had a conversation early in the season when I was praising the Orioles' depth. And I was like, it feels to me, and this is the beginning of the season, like, you know, June, May, June, that we can withstand any injury because of our depth in AAA, yeah. and except I, for two guys, Batista and Rutschman, because we yeah. don't have backups ready to go there. But you know what? This Do you still feel that way? Well, yeah, that's, that's, what, uh, that, that's where I'm going with this. Okay. We're just – this bullpen – is in such a different position now than we were in June with the additions of, of Fuji, 
who at times looks great. If he doesn't hang a splitter, he's great. Just never hang a splitter. And I, I worry about him. I think we've had enough of a sample size to like, I'm not sure if I want to put Fuji in high leverage situations. <laughs> We're up by three or four. Fuji's going to go in and dominate. Tie ball game. Uh, I don't know if Fuji can handle the moment. Um, so I I want, and I, I want to I want to watch this here late in the season. I want Fuji to pitch in high leverage games because I need to know going playoffs, can Fuji pitch in high leverage games? Because yeah, I right. think that's I, still a, an open question. I agree with that. I don't trust Fuji. You add also, I mean, no one was talking about Jacob Webb. I don't think Jacob Webb still has given up a run with the Orioles yet. Um, he seems to be a legit bullpen arm. Um, you had, you had um, obviously, Perez, who in June was looking like he forgot how to pitch. Now, all of a sudden, Perez is back to his old form. I see now Perez, so I'm feeling good about right. that. Um, Dia Hall, you mentioned. Um, a couple good articles about Dia Hall. I want to talk about him here to, uh, a little bit more in a minute. But Dia Hall look, looks good. Um, Ty, Tyler Wells, I don't envision him as a back-end rotation. Like He's, to me, like a six-inning guy. Um, okay. But but I feel good about him. So I just feel like there's a lot more arms. And that's because you see him as a guy that can pitch more than one inning. You can see him doing like six and seven. Yeah, and and if you were to ask me, Josh, who are their best bullpen arms? Okay. I got Cano, I think, is our best option to close. Then behind him, I would probably put Coulomb and Perez. And then I put Jacob Webb. And then I put Fuji. And I put all those guys ahead of Wells. I would. I put all those guys ahead of Wells. They just have more dominant stuff. Um, I would put Wells and D.L. Hall, I think, right now in the same kind of okay. window there. Um, and D.L. Hall, we see him c- coming in the seventh, right? Yeah. Um, so I just I feel like we're in a such a we're in a much better place. Like I feel like Drew's tweet that the Orioles were a serious chance is gone would would have been a nice, cute, accurate tweet in June, but it doesn't play out now just because we have so many more options now in the bullpen. And come playoffs, too, if we're talking about playoffs, playoffs, um, we got a six-man rotation now. In the playoff, we'll have a three- or four-man rotation. And it's possible some of those guys move to the pen, which right. might be interesting, too, if there's room. it's gonna, it's, We're already really crowded. I don't know where Tyler Wells fits in. I don't know where John Means we could fits in. It's going to get really crowded. We can talk in a little bit about the 28-man roster expanding and who could come up there. But no, there's not like- enough spots for all these guys, which is, again, a testament to how much healthier our bullpen is. Because if you look down at Norfolk, I mean, we have um, uh, oh man, I just blanked on his name, Vespi, who's yeah. pitching well. Joey Crable is pitching well down there. Like we have some options. Oh, um, um, you know who looks good again? Baker looks really good again in Triple A. He's got that changeup back working. So those are three legit options in Triple A who we don't even have room for right now. So I think at the beginning of the season, our bullpen was kind of looked at as a weakness. Now I'm thinking our bullpen. I feel pretty good about our bullpen. Now it hurts losing Batista, but overall I still feel pretty good about our bullpen. No, I, I agree. And it's, and also it's like about our rotation and part of what we've always talked about with our rotation is, can they go deep? Can they go deep? I don't think we planned on Grayson coming back and looking like Grayson that we all expected at the beginning of the season. Well, and well, he's going set six plus innings. He's giving you quality starts each time. Yeah, and he's one of those guys where I mean he's still throwing upper nineties late in the late in, in in the game, which which is really good to see. Um, but playoffs, Josh. I mean, I don't expect anyone. 
Um, Kyle, if Kyle Gibson gets a start, I, I heard um, I was listening to Bird's Eye View. I oh, listened man. to the podcast. Good for me. And they and and they had and and they both agreed that Kyle Gibson, if they had you know to open the playoff games because a veteran, yeah. Um, um, I, I would not go with Kyle Gibson. I, I would go with Kyle Bradish. Okay, I would go Kyle Bradish, Grace Marigas, and okay. then maybe Kyle Gibson. I, I um, can see you're going with Bradish. Is he's proved it all season? Yeah, My Grayson is coming with the firepower. Yeah, but coming yeah, hard. yeah. Um, Cobb Radish is in his second year, Grayson's first year. Yep. But but my, but the point I want to make is you mentioned going deeper in the games. That's really important the regular season, getting those quality starts. In the playoffs, starters often just go five innings, right? Like rarely do you see, I mean, who was Kevin Cash? Who did he pull yes. in the playoffs and when just two times through the lineup, even though he's dominating? Like you, 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 you just usually see starters go through two, two times through the lineup. So getting deep in the games don't doesn't matter as much in the playoffs. You just want a guy to go five good innings and then hand it over to 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 your bullpen arms because there's more rest days and less games and stuff. So, um, and and so yeah, and so the fact that our bull, our starters don't get deep in the games and I think that's still a weakness. I, I think is less of a concern in the playoffs. I need whoever it is to go five, maybe six, and then right. hand, it, hand it to to the bullpen. So. So yeah, I feel, um, and I feel like if we line our bullpens up against some of these other bullpens, I feel, I feel like our bullpen stacks up pretty well. I agree. I'm very comfortable going into playoffs. Um, it is great to see this team playing well now against teams that they should beat. To go in and play really well against the Rockies. Yeah, to kick the uh, Athletics butts, then you know, right. take two out there in the Rockies. Now we're kicking the White Sox butt. That's those how it should be. Are, and those are things that we've seen this team struggle in the past to do. I mean, how many times sure. have we had like great series is against the Yankees and then we go play whoever. And, and some no name pitcher would shut us down. Hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, we're rolling in August is another winning month, right? Oh yeah. Like, I haven't done the counts, but it's a, I think hasn't every month this season been a winning month? Every month we've won. Like that's the thing I, too. It's not that like we got hot and won, you know, fifteen no. in a row or fifteen we, out of seventeen. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Tampa Bay Rays been, right. The Tampa Bay Rays are in this position because how good their April was. Um, we have been good every single month. Uh, we've just played really good, consistent baseball. I think sometimes, man, that was just a great play. Who whoever's playing third tonight. Um but I, I, like, I think sometimes people get lost. Like the Orioles have the best record in the American League, right? Right. Like that's that's still a thing that 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 that, that exists. And um, man, well, Urias you has been playing a great third base lately. But yes, um, you shared with me over the weekend about the fan graphs and and how many wins or losses, like what people's records had to be for the rest of the season in order to hit the fan graph numbers. Right. And I found it really interesting because for everyone, they needed to win more games. Right. There was no one where they really needed to lose. Everyone needed to win a few more games in order to hit those numbers. Right. Except for the <laughs> Orioles. The Orioles surpassed their number so much that they can't even, there's not, no way it can, is even possible. Yeah. There was the, there one team on the board who could say, you know, there's nothing you can do. You've already won too, too many games. Uh, our uh, projected wins has already been surpassed. Right. So it's like they're playing with house money, but they're still out there 
playing really well against his team. So it's, it really is like, you can't count these guys out for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's then like, um, you know, you get talks about overachievers, you know, whenever a team surpasses what fan graphs and the nerds, so you're going to do, well, maybe they're overachieving and then they'll come back to earth. Um, but it's just not the case. Like we're just good. Like we're just good. Um, we, we have, have one of the easiest schedules left in the American league. I know. I was listening on the ride. I was driving somewhere yesterday. I was listening on the ride home. Oh, I was at the zoo in Atlanta. I was riding home and listening to the Yankees Rays game. It was entertaining. A couple brawls broke out. And and the Rays announced talking about what a cupcake schedule it has for the Orioles and kind of right. lamenting the fact well, that the, the Orioles have well, an easy schedule prior well, to us playing Tampa Bay. Right. The conversation at the beginning of the season was the Orioles have one of the toughest schedules in baseball. Because we did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And we did. And we got through it all. It was that really, it was when we talked about May's going to be tough. June's going to be tough. August is going to be tough. And we've gotten through it all. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like if you want to play bad teams, it's almost better to play them at the end of the year because at the beginning of the year, everyone still has something to play for, even the bad yeah. teams. End of the, the year. End of the, year, the White Sox have yeah, nothing to play home. for. The right. White Sox have fired people. Like they have nothing to play for. People are fired. They're just in disarray. I mean, the yeah. athletics, goodness knows their situation. Um, and so I think it's good to play these teams when they have nothing to play for. Right. When they're playing for like personal things, nothing to. Nothing, nothing about the team. Excited. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. No, even uh, what do we have? We've got Arizona and Los Angeles coming up. And Arizona's a good team. Yeah, Arizona's good. And they got stuff to play for. But yeah. Los Angeles is kind of out of it, especially now with the Otani injury. Yeah, the Angels are done. They're done. Yeah. No. I don't yeah. know. I find it very it's it's very crazy that at the beginning of the season we were saying, well, if we can sneak into a wild card slot, but it's going to be tough for them to be for there to be four American League East teams into the playoffs. And now we're now I keep looking and I'm like, all right, well, we might have two make it into playoffs, maybe three, but we're we're pretty set for the top of the board. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Fangraphs had. I want to say, I mean, I, I want to say the two teams that were talking about the most were the Yankees and the Blue Jays as being winning the, the the division. And the Rays are always there. And the Red Sox kind of are, are, are good. And then the Orioles there. I mean, a lot of people had the Orioles finishing last in the division. And and now, like, we can safe to say it's a two-man race for the division. The Blue Jays are done. I mean, the the Blue Jays can make the wild card and be a playoff team, but they're done as far as division race goes. There, I was looking at like I was just looking at the stands the other day, um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a stands watcher. I watched, I, I watch every day, see what the Rays do and if they win or lose. But I, I, I was shocked to look at the Rays. I mean, to look at the Blue Jays. How many games the Blue Jays are back? Do you know how many games they're back from the division? Uh, twelve. Ten and a half. Okay, yeah. Ten and a half. Um, I thought they were like five or six or seven. They're ten and a half. So they're done. Um, by the way, I was also shocked to see just talking about around baseball divisions that the Seattle Mariners are in the lead in the West. I thought that was a two-man race between the Rangers and the Astros. And look at the standings. The, the Mariners are in first. Um, I pulled up the uh, I pulled up the fan craft ads at the beginning of the uh, odds at the beginning of the season. Okay. We did they have the, uh, the Blue Jays and Yankees? This is from March 29th, 2023. Okay. The Yankees have a 42% chance to win the division. 
The Blue Jays, a 29.4% chance to win the division. The yep. Rays, a 19.6 chance to win the division. Yep. The Red Sox, a 7% chance to win the division. And the Orioles, a 1.3% to win the division. To win the World Series, it was 10%, 6.9, The Orioles, 0.3% chance. To win See, that's, so that's, that's so dumb. It oh, shows man. you how meaningless this stuff is. Well, yes, but I think it also shows like, like Fangraphs is not. That's the crazy thing. Fangraphs is my notification to 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 go to bed. Um, Fangraphs is not like a bunch of reporters go in there and say what they think is going to happen, right? Like Fangraphs no, like accumulates AI. all this data. Yeah, it's stats and AI. It's robots. Yeah. So, Josh, why did the robots get the Orioles so wrong? Because you still have to play the games. And there's humans that play the games. And there's things about this team that you cannot calculate on the scoreboard and in a calculator. Oh, Josh saying you can't calculate heart on there, right? Is that where you're going with this? Well, team chemistry. <laughs> I think team chemistry. I think that team chemistry is a huge part of this team. I think the fact that today we saw Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and DL Hall all in this game, and they all played in Norfolk together and in Bowie together, makes a huge impact. I was looking up, as I was preparing for Little League, I was looking up the Oriole way and what started the Oriole way, because I know the Oriole way is it's focused on fundamentals. And I was looking it up before I addressed parents, because I'm coaching the Orioles. And I was reading about the history of the Oriole way and the Oriole way was so simple. It was taking these fundamentals and teaching them in the minors in the same way that you teach them in the majors. So that when your team comes up from the minors, they're not learning anything new that the majors are being ran the exact same way the minors are being ran. And it sounds stupid and it sounds simple, but that's what the Orioles did. That's what Michael Ice did during this rebuild is they got they got all these analytics and everything into the minors. They kept these players together in the minors. They ran the minors as the future of Birdland. And here the minor league players are up. They are the future. And there's a big part of that that Fangraphs will never be able to capture. Well, and 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 I mean, Elias has been open talking about that. I mean, I remember reading a couple off seasons ago about book clubs in the minors. Yes. Book clubs. They were having book clubs as a way of, this is during COVID, as a way of kind of bonding and kind of building te- team chemistry and, and also kind of le- learning about sports and um, mindset and stuff. But it's this idea that all, if you look at all the drafts too, all the players are high character, like good right. guys too. I, I, I think that's intentional, right? I think they do interviews. I think they intentionally pick guys who, who hustle to first, who are high character guys. Um, I think Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson kind of epitomized that. Oh, we, we talked about that last week with Gunnar Henderson stretching the double. Yeah. And then, and then after, and this kind of this gosh, gee, Willikers kind of attitude, like, like they, they, they all seem to pull out of, um, was that leave it to beaver? Like they all seem pulled right. pull out of a different era almost of just, oh, shucks kind of mentality. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you could also say Josh, like, I don't think Fangraphs had anything to say about Batista or Cano, right? Like no. that wasn't in the in the crystal that's ball. Batista no, that, Cano. That's that pitching lab. Coulomb was not in the in the 
in, right. in, the, in the crystal. But the whole bullpen, Webb, I think, has overperformed. Webb, who we picked up because the Angels dumped, and he's been great for us. Yeah, that wasn't in the crystal ball. Um, I think Cobb Radish emergence as one of the top pitchers in baseball was not in the crystal ball. Um, so I, I think there are like players who have overperformed. Yeah. Um, but not like who's having like Gunnar Henderson. A lot of people picked him at the beginning of the year to have rookie of the year. He's having a rookie of the year type type year. There, right. There's no one who I look at who I say outside of maybe Batista and Cano offensively. There's no one who I say, oh my gosh, like they. Oh. No one saw this coming, right? Right. No, Mount Castle's doing what we expect of Mount Castle. Well, Mount Castle maybe hitting for a little bit higher than average. I didn't expect Mount Castle to hit for two seventy. I thought him more in the, like two fifty. Um, but but still, it was, it's reasonable that right Mount Castle hitting two seventy. It's not like he's hitting three fifty. No, everyone everyone has lived up to what they are. It wasn't like a hey, we're waiting for this guy to come down to earth. Mateo was at the beginning of the season. In April. Like, wait in April. Him. He came back down to earth. Yeah. I mean, Adley Rutschman's having a nice year. But again, he's not having a year. He's not going to win the MVP. Um, Santander is doing what he did last year and what he tends to do every year. Um, I, I mean, if you want to look at a shocker, maybe, like maybe a Ryan O'Hearn, right? No one saw his year coming. Um, right. But again, if you look at war, he's for the Orioles one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the position players in war. So it's not like you know this team we're here where we are because of of Ryan O'Hearn. Um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Um, and pitching wise, I think the only one that's been really surprising is Kyle Bradish. I think everybody else has ex- pitched kind of how we expect him to pitch for the most part. Right, and if you think a guy like Grayson, he. Pitched worse than we expected. At the beginning of the year, yeah. Coming back. Now he's pitching how we thought he was was when he was caught up. We expected to be better. And then it took until now. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. There's no no one that overperformed. It's very interesting. So why did AI get it so wrong? It's kind of weird. Well, because we we mentioned untangibles and then improvements. And improvements because... AI never assumes people are going to really get better. Well, I think they assume people like Dean Kramer, who aren't supposed to be good and have great years, they assume big time regression. I think they go. I think AI leans towards regression, but yeah, instead of improvement. Yeah, I, I think I think that's fair. Um, yeah, but whatever it is, I mean, it's. We have been consistently one of the best teams in baseball the entire year. Um, and now we're standing. Um, I don't think the Rays play to get play today, but we're standing a couple games up on the Rays. Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight to the end. It's series against the Rays is looming large. But like you said, we're taking care of business against some of these weaker teams, and hopefully we'll continue to do that. So yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I mean, uh, John Means had, had another Rehab start, I think he's a couple starts from being back in this rotation, which is good because, you know, all our other guys are hitting their maxes. So it's going to be good to give them some breaks here at the end as far as in innings go. Um, I did want to mention, Josh, real quick, D.L. Hall 
Okay. Um, did you read uh, anything about Dia Hall? There, a couple articles came no, out about you, him. No, you mentioned an article. I did not see it. Um, the Baltimore Banner wrote about him, and then also Baltimore Baseball wrote, wrote about him. Similar, similar quotes. He must have, you know, said these quotes all publicly, and they both wrote, wrote about it. But I didn't know this. A couple things I didn't know. He was doing, you know, st- strength and conditioning stuff, you know, at the spring training facility. Right? Yeah. And I saw, yes, that he had to kind of stop doing that. Well, did you know it was his decision to do that? That to go down, you mean to do it this like to leave Norfolk and go do yeah, that? like he was struggling at Norfolk and he said he didn't feel like himself, he wanted to build up strength, so he asked Oh that's, to go down to Florida and, and build up the condition and stuff. Well that's his idea. That goes back to this big quality or big character guys. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he could have just stayed at Norfolk and tried to figure out, but he said no, like this is not right. And it was stemming from this is not just like because I think sometimes when someone's saying they're building up strength and conditioning, we assume laziness, right? We assume, oh my gosh, who is that? Um, Pablo Sandoval. We, we assume right. this we guy assume didn't work out hard. Even Flat, Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, you didn't work out enough. But he he last year had the back injury, right? And so part of the reason he wasn't able to condition himself is because the back injury, and so he kind of got out of shape because of the back, because you can't lift and do all those things when you, you got hurt back. Josh, you're getting old. You know what it is to wake up with a sore back? Oh, all the time. <laughs> I, yeah. And so much older than DL Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but he had like legit back injuries um, a couple years ago. And so that impacted him this year, um, coming in. So he he went, his velocity was 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 down. So he, he went to to Florida. Um, he did the training conditioning. His velocity got back up. He said it was one of the hardest things he's ever done, like kind of mentally being by himself and doing that away from all his teammates. I mean, what one can imagine. And then he worked his way back up. He worked his strength back up. He worked his velocity back up and made it all the way back up to the Norfolk by, by, by the by the end of the year. Um, just a pretty cool, a pretty cool story. He by the way, he did also say he still wants to be a starter. The Orioles have come out and said they still want him to be a starter. But for this season, right, it seems like kind of, and it almost worked out. I don't want to say like, it's the just timing. such a the timing is incredible. It's such a long journey for Dia Hall to go from, you know, starting the season in Norfolk, being in isolation. MIA, we talked about it on here. MIA for months, yeah. months. Then all of a sudden, makes it back to Norfolk, has like three appearances. Batista goes out, and Dia Hall. Who spent this entire year working and getting ready for this moment? His number gets called, and he's in this moment. Yeah, it was perfect. It's yeah, it's pretty cool how that worked out. So I just want to say that about right. Hall's journey, and that it was voluntary that 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 he went down there. And I sp- I think it, I think it does. You're right, Josh. I think it speaks to Dia Hall's character to say like, no, I want to get this right. I want to support the team. Um, I don't want to just kind of keep on going out there in, in Norfolk, but I want to get this right. Um, and, 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 and he did, and he's here when it really matters for us. So yeah. I think it's a cool story. I think that's really cool. Uh, speaking of, uh, cool stories, you want to talk a little about Adam Jones? Oh yeah. Retiring and, as an Oriole. Yes. The Orioles getting something right. How'd this happen? Now, now, if you read the Baltimore sun, they screwed up a little bit. Oh really? What happened it on the first day of Rosh Hashanah? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so some people are upset about the Orioles not caring about their Jewish <laughs> uh, fans. 
but no, it's cool. I, I, Adam Jones, it is neat. We talked earlier when they brought him back at Mr. As Mr. Splash, that it was nice to see him and the team like work out whatever their issues were and embrace each other. Yeah. He desperately wants to be a part of, of Baltimore. And, um, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think there's, I mean, we saw with the Kevin Brown thing egregiously, there is this like this lack of appreciation for players in our history. Yes. And we need to address that. Yeah. No. And and this and, is a good way to go address that. Recent yeah, history we need to appreciate. It's great because he's no Hall of Famer, but he's definitely an Orioles Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. He absolutely he Orioles Hall of Famer. Of, for a decade, he was the face of this team. Yeah. Played center field. Um, Hammond is blowing bubbles and, you right. know, between uh, blowing bubbles and the pies, like he made a name yes. for himself and he led that team the last time this team was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, so, uh, big move. Great, uh, thing for the Orioles to do that next month. Yeah. And a cute rollout with the pie advertisement. That's cute. Yeah. Yep. Um, Orioles can do things right. All right. Does, uh, does he pie current Orioles? <laughs> on night. Oh man! Well, Mark Trumbull is nowhere to be found. Would, so as long I, as Mark Trumbull is not in the state of Maryland, I think he's safe to pie somebody. Yeah, there was a little mic'd up um, with uh, Kalom, Danny Kalom. He was great, great mic'd up. That great guy has good personality. <laughs> but he was talking about who's the party pooper on the team, and all I could think of was Mark Trumbull. Yeah, there's no Mark Trumbull on this team. <laughs> there's like. no Mark Trumbull on this team. Yeah, the Mark Trumbull would have shut down the the. The, the dong the, bong flash and the dong yeah. bong, yeah, dong bong, long time ago before yeah. I got carried away, yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, as we speak, yeah, the Orioles are just destroying the White Sox tonight. Yep, I saw and Santander had another Santander home run. Another home run. As I, I feel like every time Gunner like catches up to him, Tony gets hot. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm not letting the kid catch up on me. Yeah, I mean, there was people talking earlier about. The possibility of maybe trading Santander. And I said, I was. Oh, well, you guys are idiots. Like, we need power hitters in this lineup. He is a perfect middle of the bat power hitter. Yep. I'm glad he's in this lineup. I don't want to yeah. go. We didn't even get to real quick, Josh. We only have a couple minutes yeah. left. Um, September call ups. It's happening next week. We can call up two players, or we have to call up two, 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 <laughs> yeah. two players. Yeah, we have to call up two players. Um, one can be a we already have thir- thir- thirteen pitchers on the current roster. But one will probably be a pitcher. Yeah, and only one can be a pitcher because you yeah. can't have fifteen pitchers on your roster. Right. So presumably one will be a pitcher, and right. then presumably one will be a position player. Any sneak peeks who those call ups will be? Who is someone you're pulling for? Are you pulling for a Kerstad call call up? I mean, it's Kerstad. Yeah, that'd be really cool, but it isn't the one we all want to see, Jackson. Well, that's the one we want to see, yeah. We want to see Jackson Holiday. That's the cool story. The cool story is Jackson Holiday. Yeah. I've been watching his numbers at Bowie, just like seeing if he gets hot, maybe. He's having a lot of one for four games. All right. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. I I, I would, at this point, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if it's Holiday. Shocked. Do you think it's, do you think it's Kerstad? No, you think I would be, be surprised Kirsten. if it's Kerstad. I wouldn't be shocked to be surprised. Or do you think it's going to be born? That it's going to be Kowser? And, I, think uh, be, I think it's going to be Joe Ortiz. Ortiz. Ortiz, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with Ortiz as long yeah. as I'd like to see. What I would like to see is use this, these two call ups in September to rest some guys. Yeah. I think it's three options. 
I think, I mean, I think pitching wise, well, we can talk about who's going to be pitching wise. I think position player wise, it's three guys to me. Kowser, I don't know. I haven't checked his number in Norfolk recently. I think he's playing well, but Kowser, or isn't, I mean, I think, is Vavra still doing his thing in Norfolk? Is Vavra, because that's another intriguing option. Lefty can play every position. And then and I know they were talking about Bird's Eye View, and I was like, oh, that's a good name. And then Ortiz. Ortiz is who I think is most likely, but I think it's one of those three guys. Yeah, and then I think on the pitching side, it could he simply be Vespi, or it could even be Means. I don't think that'd be Means yet. You don't think, I think he'll be ready next week? No, I think it's going to be um, Vespi or Baker or Crable. Right. So you're you're going with what I was saying about these are going to be boring call ups. Or maybe Bauman. They could bring Bauman back. Yeah, Bauman also. As I he pitched yesterday, had one in his pitch and two strikeouts. But it's not gonna be I would be shocked if it's holiday. Um, I'd be surprised if it's cursed at right. We're expecting um, Boren. Yeah, I'm expecting maybe even a Stowers, <laughs> Cowser's Stowers or or Tees. I'm expecting one, one, one of those three. And then pitching wise, I'm expecting another bullpen arm. I mean, and then I mean, once John Means ready to go, that's going to be another conversation. And once Tyler Wells is ready to go, that's going to be another conversation. But I don't like to talk about what's going to happen in two and three weeks because, for right. example, the Batista injury, like right. Where that we talked about how do you fit Hall into this rotation? Yeah. Well, we got him in here thanks to Batista getting hurt. We yeah. don't want those problems. We want Batista to come back in two weeks. Yeah. And I mean, this is a perfect game for has Austin both pitching this. I haven't paid enough attention to see pitching this game yet because Austin both has returned from the D from the IL and he's now on the 26 minute roster. So Austin both is a pitcher who exists on this team. And this sounds like a good spot to put him in with a nine nothing game, but. Uh, no, but they went with Fujinami, which see, is also a guy you want to see him in big key moments. Yeah, I Fujinami is going to come in the ninth and strike every batter out. Right. I have no doubt they're up nine nothing. He's going to strike right. every batter out. I, I want him to come in a nine nine game or a nothing nothing game. But That's need, what I don't know about Fuji. But you don't you need to put him in stuff like this to prove himself? No, because he's already proven himself. He's going to judge three up three down. Three up three 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 down. I'm not even watching. I'm turning it off right now because I know it's three up you three know. down. You know, if it's a blowout, he can do it. Yeah. You what I don't know is—is is he going to hang a splitter? In, because right. you heard the interview after the game when, when he gave up that home run and and cost him the game. He said he just wanted so badly to be successful. Josh, he is like me. He, don't he, put me on the free throw line when a tie game with one second right. left. I'm airballing the ball because I choke under pressure every time. The more it matters, the the, the my performance decreases. To the degree that it matters, all right, and I'm afraid that might be a Fuji situation as well. Not so, everyone's cut out for big moments. So does putting Fuji in this game when it's nine zero? Is it the Orioles saying, "Hey, we don't have faith in you"? If the game's close, what I'm afraid is going to happen is he's going to get three up, three three down. I guarantee you will. No one will and get then, on base, and then we feel, feel and good then we, oh, this guy's good. We can put him in a high level situation. Do it before the playoffs. Do it before yeah. the playoffs. You got to know before the playoffs. Can Fuji pitch in high level situations? So I don't really like him be, being used in a nine run game. I, where, where's both? I mean, we got him in there. I don't know what he's even doing. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they'll use him tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I guess both is a guy they want for multiple innings, maybe. So they want to save him in case a pitcher goes 
does not go deep into games or something. And we even mentioned we uh, we now have 81 wins, which means no losing season. Win today, it's 82, and we're guaranteed a winning season. Yeah, that's pretty not, good. I know with two outs in the ninth, I think we have a winning season. Yep. I'm pretty happy. Well, wasn't that pretty funny when the Rockies, they were – we're eighty one and forty nine, and they were forty nine and eighty one. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that was that was funny. I don't know how often that happens this late in the season, but that that, that made me laugh. Yep. No. Well, I think we touched it all today, right. from little league to the Orioles to anything but football. Not ready to go there yet. Soon though, Josh, you got to start prepping fancy draft. Yeah, next uh, next Tuesday or when, next Tuesday, I think is our fantasy draft. Okay, I'm gonna. I gotta get on the group text and start spreading misinformation, so to help a couple guys drop down the draft. All right, I'll remember that as I read it. I saw Lamar Jackson has a bit of a limp, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, after I want to take him in the first round. You know, all the news with Lamar Jackson this weekend was that he is the same height and weight as Donald. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so if if he gets hurt, we can just call on Donald. Take his spot. Yep. So. Um, oh, by the way, Josh, what, what, what if would you not be doing the ninth inning? Uh, three up, three down. Three up, three down. Yeah. yeah. All right. No need for Batista. We got Fujinami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be in the playoffs. All right. Um, let's get out of here. A- any new shirt designs on Brother uh, yeah. Sports? Guns and Hoses. Guns okay. and Hoses came out this week. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. I think it turned out really nice. I think I mentioned it last week, actually. Yeah, 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 because it just came out right before we Because I think I, I think I made it that day. But no, I'm real happy about Guns and Hoses. And uh, check out all the other shirts at ThirdLandSports.com and follow Birdland Sports on Twitter. Right. We appreciate your support by going to iTunes and leaving us five stars to write us a review. It helps other people to find the show. So if you like us, tell us on iTunes. No, that's tell others. But yeah, we'll read it out if you write one. Well, I feel like they're talking right to me when they write an iTunes review. Alright. I feel like it's someone personal message right to me when I But yeah, it's more for others. To other people to the pod. Uh, you can follow us on the on X and on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on X at section three three six. You can follow Josh on X. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go host.